Uh, and welcome to everybody. Uh, I just want to echo the welcomes that uh, Jean-Marc has given this morning. Um, welcome to all of those who are joining us, those for the first time or joining us regularly as ever. It's wonderful to have you joining us. Um, just want to echo also welcoming Barvinda. I know you're a friend of Julianne. Um, it's great to have you joining us. So thank you for joining us this morning. I hope you enjoy the service. And uh, again, everybody else, wonderful to have you. My family, my mom, my sisters, thank you guys for joining once again. From um, this morning as well, um, just to extend a thank you to uh, Tyler for leading in prayer, really enough time in prayer, and Julianne and Joe in worship. It was a long, wonderful time as well. And, and Oli for communion. But right now, I want to. Um, get into the one I want to share this morning. It's a continuation for those who were um, around two weeks ago. I shared this word two weeks ago. I want to continue uh, and hopefully conclude this word, um, which is entitled Spiritual Warfare, Understanding the Battle. Um, so I want to pray first, and then we'll go into the word. So just join with me as I pray. Father, we thank you once again for the privilege of being able to spend time in your presence. Father, in our respective homes and where we are, we just pray that your Holy Spirit be with us that you will just speak to us, you will draw us closer to you, you will cause our eyes to be open to see what you want us to see, our ears to be open to hear what you want us to hear, and our hearts to be receptive to the things you want us to internalize. So Father, I pray that you will have your way. Use me, O oh God, to share your word today, so that all those that hear will be drawn closer to you. So we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So as I said, um, the word is entitled Spiritual Warfare, Understanding the Battle. So two weeks ago, I shared kind of an introductory uh, word into what it, into what it means. Um, and for those that weren't around, um, I will just give a quick recap as to what I shared, and then I'll continue uh, for where I left off. Um, so Spiritual Warfare, Understanding the Battle. So what I was speaking about was that um, around us right now, there are wars taking place, there are battles in different countries as we speak, and I'm speaking right now, there are battles that are taking place, people are dying around us, blood is being shed, etc. And unfortunately, the main purpose for those wars is down to money, it's down to power, it's down to those types of things. But I'm talking about spiritual warfare. And spiritual warfare, the purpose and the emphasis is very different. Nothing to do with money, nothing to do with power but it has everything to do with your relationship with Jesus. It's about the destination of your soul and where your soul goes when you leave this earth and when you die. Um, and added to that, we need to recognize that uh, Satan, the devil, whatever name that you want to give to him, his role is to prevent every single person, including you, from having a relationship with Jesus. And there lies the war, the battle. It's a battle between having a relationship with Jesus and knowing God for yourself and the enemy trying to stop you from knowing God in any way, shape or form that he can. And that is really the essence of, of spiritual warfare and, and the battle that all of us are in. You know, and I said to understand spiritual warfare, we need to begin and acknowledge um, that we are all in a position of war, every single one of us. And I said, because there's a battle for your soul, there's a battle for you to maintain your relationship with God or even start your relationship with God, depending on what position that you are in. Now, every single person goes through battles, we all do, you know. Um, some battles that we face are of our own doing, in other words, we may have 
been involved in something that has caused a battle or a conflict to come. Another battles that we uh, experience are battles that God at times permits or allows us to go through. But each battle that you face, I mentioned this before, um, it helps to shape us to an extent. Different parts of my life, it brings a form of shaping uh, uh, and, and helps, uh, helps to lay a foundation as we grow and as we develop in, in our walk and our relationship with God. Now, I mentioned before that by definition, battles involve conflict. They involve wrestling and fighting, those kind of things. And I, I gave, asked a question before, if anybody's been involved in any physical fight before, you will know that if you've been in a fight, it takes energy from you. It takes a level of focus and it takes boldness. If you're fighting somebody, you know, I'm not advocating fighting, but I'm just saying that if you've been in a fight, it will require of you to have some kind of energy and focus and, uh, and boldness. Otherwise, you will end up being hurt and damaged. You know, sometimes when you when you come out of a fight, you feel, you know, you have wounds at times. You, there's there's a level of, uh, of damage that you received. And that is, again, linked, or uh, you can say that it's very similar to being in a spiritual battle. Because being in a spiritual battle at times, energy will be taken from you. And you can come out of that battle feeling wounded, um, feeling hurt, etc. So the same type of principles apply when it comes to spiritual battles that we are all in. Now, one of the things, one of the important things I mentioned when I shared this is that in any battle that you face in a spiritual battle, the truth is that you see yourself in one of two ways, either as a victor or as a victim. And the way that you see yourself in any battle that you face, it determines how you fight in that battle. So if you see yourself as a victor, when you're in a battle and you're fighting, because you see yourself as a victor, you know that the victory has already been won. So that will give you the energy and call you to fight in a certain way. But if you're fighting in, in a battle and you will see yourself as a victim, more than likely you will lose that battle because you have a mentality that you've already lost because you see yourself as a victim. So it's very important that when it comes to spiritual warfare, when it comes to the salvation of your soul, when it comes to your relationship with God, that anything that God permits in your life, anything that you that you go through, that you are facing right now, that you see yourself as a victor, that God has given you the victory in that battle that you are facing. And I'm going to go a bit more into that in, in, in a moment. So I mentioned, I said um, two weeks ago, that uh, there were three main areas that I wanted to discuss where the battles that you face are, are fought. The first one I mentioned, which I got into, was the spiritual battle, which is initially what we're, what we're talking about. And I'll just go through a few things that I mentioned. I said that um, spiritual battles are happening around us as we speak. I said already, there are battles in, in for this nation that we live in. There are battles in the city that you live in. And there are battles within the community within that, that you live in. I'm talking spiritual battles. Now, the spiritual realm is extremely real. You know, it's, it's so, um, you can't touch the spiritual realm, but it is, it, it's, it's, um, I would say that it's realness, it's true glory and, and fullness and glory in, in terms of the spiritual realm is, is so real and tangible. It's like when you go to sleep and you have a, a dream and you feel like that dream is real. That's an example of how the spiritual realm is. It is more real and alive than the natural realm in which we exist. 
Now, the interesting thing that most people have is that we don't always give a, 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 a lot of uh, acknowledgement at times to the spiritual realm because we can't see it, can't touch it. We uh, almost see it as being lesser than the realm that we are in, which is the physical realm. But just because we cannot see or, or, or because we cannot sense uh, the spiritual realm in the same way that we can in the, in the natural, it doesn't mean it's less significant at all. No way, no way. It is far more significant and far more important. So I mentioned as well that the spiritual battle, that one of the most effective approaches when it comes to battling in the spirit, when it comes to your life, is to have a strong offense. And by offense, I mean being proactive in prayer. Also meditating on God's word. And just as important, living out God's word. So God's word says a certain thing. For example, the Bible says in Philippians uh, 13, 3, that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. In order for that word to have power, you need to live it out. So you face a situation. You look at the word of God that says, Lord, that says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You meditate on that word. You believe that that word applies to you and you live it out. And that is how... Uh, you become effective when it comes to spiritual warfare. So it's believing God's word. It's living out God's word. It's meditating on God's word. So that word becomes part of you. So I said that we need to go out of our way to claim what is yours according to God's word. And don't sit back. Don't sit back and wait. Because if you do, the battle that you are facing will overwhelm you. It will overtake you. So we need to be proactive when it comes to uh, taking the things within the realm of the spirit that God has for us. So if you're having a battle of healing, it is yours. The victory of healing is yours. If you're having a battle with, with uh, um, having a lack of peace or having fear or anxiety in your mind, peace is yours. That's your battle. God has given you that battle to win. If you're going through financial difficulties, Financial provision is yours. And that's a battle that God has given to you that God has said you have already won. So the key is that you take by force your battle in prayer. Prayer is the place where we do warfare in the realm of the spirit. It's not fighting people. It's not having an argument with somebody. But it's by taking force in prayer and taking the authority that God has given to us by using our, our relationship with God and through the prayers that we pray, and we can take by force the things that God has for us. I mentioned this, this scripture in Ephesians 6, 12, it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. The scripture is simply saying this, is that when we do battle, when we recognize the spiritual battle that we are in, that we're not fighting against flesh and blood, against people. Even though people at times, they are the ones that, that uh, they are the face of our battle. So, for example, you could be at work and your boss is always giving you grief and they seem to be the person that's opposing you. The battle isn't the, your boss, it's the spirit behind your boss that you need to address. And you address it in prayer. It could be health. You could have an issue with uh, some kind of ailment in your body. 
again, the battle isn't that particular, uh, 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 the name of that particular issue, but it's the spirit behind it that you need to address in prayer. And these are, this is the essence of spiritual warfare. And it's through prayer that we claim our victory. All right, so that was a very kind of quick-ish uh, recap of where I finished off last week, uh, two weeks ago. So right now, I want to continue from where I left off. Um, so on a slightly different note, I just want to say, say this. Um, it's a different note, but it's, it's related in the same way. It's also important when it comes to this whole issue of spiritual, uh, understanding the spiritual battle that we're in, to remind us that... Uh, and around those around us as well, about the dangers of embracing what I call demonic spiritual acts. I see the Bible explicitly warns us against the practice of what the Bible calls spiritual fascinations. What do I mean by that? Spiritual fascination, fascinations means things such as witchcraft, um, horoscopes, um, psych the psychic phenomenon and Halloween, all these types of things. Because all of these things, they're very real and very attractive. You know, I'll, I'll give you a story at a time when I was at work a few years ago and um, somebody was had grabbed a newspaper and started reading out the star signs. Um, and those of you that are familiar with star signs, you know how it is, it tells you, whatever day it is, it tells you what's, whatever, what that person uh, is, is, it tells about the person's character, what they think the person's character is and what they're, done it done in a particular day or what's happening with them all that kind of stuff so they're reading out the star signs and then they ask me what's my star sign i said i'm not interested in that stuff so i i i, I, I don't know about any star sign then they said so what month is your birthday and i told them my birthday was this september and they said okay well you're virgo so this is what your star sign says and then she read um what what the uh the little paragraph said um within um for, for for that particular day. The interesting thing is that everything that it, it said, I can't, I can't remember exactly what it was, but around that time, I think I was, I was, I was planning on looking for another job and I was, some other bits and pieces were taking place. Everything that the person said was exactly what was happening and what I was trying to do at that point. I see the interesting thing is that these uh, acts, these spiritual fascination that they're, that they're, uh, they're called, it's not the power of God, it's the power of, of the enemy that they use. And they still have information when it comes to people's lives. So because I'm a child of God, obviously I, I, I was aware that, uh, you know, it's not something I should be following. But as, at the time I realized that these, this is how people could get caught and, and get influenced by these things. Because it was literally, the person was literally telling me what it was that I was going to be doing. And this is the power of these things. And this is how it can be so attractive and it can be very real. And I'm saying this to say that just as um, God exists in this spiritual realm that I'm talking about, Satan also exists. And he has plans in order to make us turn away from God by using the destruction of these things, horoscopes and, uh, um, you know, essence of Halloween and the psychic and all those kind of things to make us feel that these things are the things that we should focus on, you know? Some of you may already know this, you know, so you may think, oh, well, this is nothing new. 
but to others, maybe this is something that maybe you've been involved in and that maybe you're, you're currently involved in, you know? But I'm saying this to say that the word of God says that these things, that the end result of them or the root cause of them isn't uh, something that God endorses because the power that comes from them isn't God's power. It's not derived from God, it's derived from Satan and his works. So I'm saying this to really empower you, number one, if you've been involved in these things, to turn away from them because the end result of them is not going to be good for you. And also for those of you that uh, may know people who are, who've been involved in these things, encourage them and tell them that these things, you know, that the end result isn't something that God endorses. And it's all scriptural, you know, there's many scriptures, I won't put a time, won't go into them too much. But I just need one scripture, the scripture that, um, that the Bible says in relation to these types of things. In Leviticus 19, 31, it said, do not turn to mediums or seek out spiritualists, for if, for you will be defiled by them, I am the Lord your God. This is God saying that we should not turn to these kinds of um, activities, mediums, spiritists, which is which which um, horoscopes and those things come under the banner of. He said that if you do, you'll be defiled by them. In other words, that you'll be made, as far as God is concerned, that you are um, making yourself unclean before him and you are se separating yourself from him by doing these things. So I encourage you to use these things, you know, when you friend, family or different ones around you that may be involved in these things and they may think, oh, it's okay to do these things. Um, the end result isn't one that uh, God endorses. All right, let me move on from that very quickly. So Jesus told us to pray for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. When we're praying, we pray God's will. We declare God's will. So as I previously mentioned, we need to understand that the battle, again, is never against flesh and blood. It's never against people, but it is against uh powers in the heavenly places it's against forces in the realm of the spirit spiritual forces in the realm of the spirit those are the things that we are battling against in prayer and as we begin to get revelation of spiritual warfare we begin to understand how the enemy works especially in the realm of the in the physical realm but also how god permits things to happen in our lives it's interesting, I mentioned before, that sometimes we can be in a battle. And God may permit something to happen, permit a battle or a challenge to, to, to take forth in your life. And you right now may be going for a particular battle that God has allowed, God has permitted. And the beauty of that is that the fact that God has allowed it to happen, it means, number one, that he's already equipped you with everything that you need in order to win and to be successful and to be victorious in that battle. The main thing we need to do is that we need to keep our eyes on him. We draw our strength from him. And as I said before, that we know that any battle that God permits, and God has already given us the victory. So whatever battle that you are facing right now, whatever it may be, it may be your health, it may be your finances, it may be your, your relationship with family members or different ones. I assure you that as you look to God and as God has permitted that thing to happen in your life, that God has already given you victory the blueprint of, of, of what I'm saying in the Bible already. You know, there's a, there's a famous story that some of you may know, some of you may not know, uh, about a character in the Bible, a man in the Bible named Job. Job was 
if anything, very similar to any one of us. A believer of God, he had a family, um, he had a business. Um, in his life, he was he was doing, you know, relatively well, so to speak, in terms of, you know, had a good relationship with his family, his business was going well, etc. But then, in the realm of the spirit, in the book of Job, the Bible talks about uh, God and Satan having a discussion. Satan was doing what he does, going around trying to stop people from believing in God. And the scripture says that God spoke to Satan and asked Satan, okay, who now who are you trying to who are you trying to attack now? And Satan said, I'm just looking around to see who, who I can attack. And then interestingly, God said to him, Have you considered my, my, my servant Job? And when you read the scripture, you'd be wondering, why would God suggest for Satan to attack one of his own people. But in his wisdom, God decided to do this. In the same way, God would allow things in your life and allow Satan to attack you in a certain area, but he knows that as you focus on him, that God will give you victory. And the same happened with Job. So it's quite a long story short. God allowed Satan to attack Job. Through the attack, he lost his family. He lost his business. His health deteriorated. His wife turned his back on him. It seemed as though everything had all hope had been lost. And as you read Job, it's quite a long uh, book. But as Job went through this whole process where he lost everything, the Bible goes, goes on in many chapters about how he was complaining. He was complaining to God that he had lost all this. He went through severe depression, constantly saying, God, why have you allowed this to happen to me? But not once did Job curse God. Not once did Job um, say anything negative against God. But as I said, he was complaining about him going through the process. But right at the end of the book of Job, the Bible says that everything that Job lost, he recovered. In fact, it says in Job 42, verse 12, it said that the Lord blessed the end of Job's life more than the start. And that's because Job kept his focus on Jesus. Yes, he complained. Yes, he, 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 he was frustrated as to what he was going through. And that's to say, really, it's, it's not wrong to complain. If things happen in your life that you're not happy with, bring them before God. Bring your complaint before God. Job did the same thing. If you, if you read the, the book of Job, at the point where he lost everything, he was complaining, he was saying that his life is over, etc. But as I said, not once did he curse God, not once did he uh, turn his back on God. In the midst of all the complaining, he was still saying, God, show me your mercy. And that's exactly what God did. And as I said in that same scripture, Job 42, 12, said that the Lord blessed the end of Job's life more than the start. So Job received victory in his situation. He received victory spiritually. He received victory physically because all that he lost was restored. He received victory materially. If businesses and everything that he lost, all of those were recovered even more so. So in the same way that Job received victory in his life, I also speak over your life and I declare God's victory that whatever battle you're facing, 
that the way that God blessed Job's uh, um, end more than his beginning, so shall your end be blessed more than your beginning, in Jesus' name. So part two, very quickly, just checking the time. So part two of, of where the battles that you and I face on a daily basis are fought. So we look to the spiritual battle. The next one now is looking at the worldly battle, the worldly battle. Now the world as we know is where we live. It's where we exist. And the pattern of the world that we live in refers to uh, how people, you and I, choose collectively to live on the earth. And the famous scripture in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, said that we should be transformed by the renewing of our minds. And in line with this scripture, in terms of us being transformed, and it's talking about us as, as, as Christians, that as a, a Christian living in this world, should be transformed by the renewing of their mind, that they, our minds should be renewed, our minds should be changed. So we're in this world, just like everybody, all the other billions of people in this world, but God is looking, pointing at our minds, that our minds as children of God need to be different. Now, what does that mean? In other words, as believers, as children of God, that we are not to conform to the, the, the norms of, of the world in terms of how others live their lives. But rather, we are to ensure that the way that we live our lives is in a way that pleases God as his children. You know, Jesus said this in John chapter 17, read it from verse 14, it says, I have given them your word and the world has hated them. Talking about believers. The world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. So Jesus was saying this, so we are called to live in the world, but yet not to live as though we are part of it. It's a bit of a funny thing, but I'm gonna explain. So we're not to conform to the ways of the world that go against the things of God. Listen. If you look back in history, um, in terms of just the laws of this country, the way that the culture of this uh, country, and even around the world, but I'm just let's focus on, on the UK. In the past 30 years, so many things have changed. Marriage now has a new definition. The, um, the way that education is, is extremely different from how it was years ago. Certain lessons that uh, were taught years back are taught in a different way now because society around us has changed. So the scripture is saying that the world around us will change. The norms and the way that the world does things will change, but God's word will never change. So in other words, even though we're living in this world, we encourage not to conform to the, to, to the ways of the world that end up being contrary to what the word of God says. And every day that we live, 
more and more things will be will, will, more and more laws and and and, and um, I guess uh, cultures and um, just different ways of doing things will be will become apparent that will be contrary to what the word of God says. And this will come back to what I said in Romans 12 too, that God wants us to be uh, transformed by the renewing of our minds so that our minds are fixed on the things of God and not allowing ourselves to be conformed to the ways of the world. In the scripture that I read in John 17, it becomes clear that if we are in the world, but we're not of the world, then we are going to have conflicts. And that's what has happened on many occasions. We find politicians who are Christians, who maybe are, um, I've forgotten the name of some of them, but um, where their beliefs are contrary to a, a law that has come out. Politicians will be asked, do you believe X, Y, Z? Do you believe in same-sex marriages? And as soon as they say, no, they don't, then they'll be removed from office. Does it mean they should change their religion? They should change their faith? because the world has now changed uh, in, in terms of uh, how they define marriage or how they define certain things. Of course they shouldn't. And this is why we are going to experience constant conflicts in terms of the way the world is and the way that the, 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 um, the word of God, what the word of God says. The word of God will, will never change because God has really ordained his word to stay the same. But the world around us will change continually. And as I said, those are the things that will bring conflicts. And it's those conflicts that are another form of spiritual warfare. Hence, we have to take these things to God in prayer and be praying and enforcing that God's will is done. And why do we need to do this? Again, because as I said before, the physical thing of this world, such as, you know, people, trees, the ocean, those things are, are not the problem. Physical things are not the problem. It's the forces that control those things or control the world. Those are the things that are in conflict with God and those are the things that we have to pray into. So if in the world, if the world is in conflict with God, in essence, the world is the the world is also in conflict with, with us because we are God's children. You know, there's so many things of controversy I mentioned about, you know, um, how marriage has changed, but we can even bring it more, um, um, not closer to home, but we can make it even more kind of something that's a more, more debatable. Like obviously we're going through the whole coronavirus situation right now. And there's been a lot of talk about vaccinations as well as, uh, um, you know, world citizens being uh, not controlled, but they, obviously there they, they is an element of control. But in, in, in order for the world to know where people are and who's doing what in order for there to be an element of, of people's lives being uh, scrutinized to an extent so that the powers that be, they know if somebody has traveled somewhere um, where they've traveled to. So they can all keep an eye on, on what's happening now. in the name of either preventing an outbreak of another uh, pandemic or so to speak. 
So what I'm saying is this, there's been a lot of talk, I'm sure um, uh, Jean-Marc has, has got a lot of knowledge on this, about uh, uh, you know, chips being used, chips being inserted into people in order for, um, again, for there to be a, a level of control so that the powers that be know where people are, they know where people have gone, um, in the name of them reducing uh, another breakout of the pandemic. So in the name of, of you know, of, of all these types of things, the world will now start to uh, do things or encourage or at times even force us as, as citizens to do things in order to benefit the development of the world. Now, why am I saying all of these things? I'm saying it to say that this is an example again of the, of the, com of the conflict that is inevitable for us to face because God's words will never change. The Bible will never change. And the world around us will always be changing. And as Satan is the one who is really governing how this world works, he will always bring things to try to turn us away from the things of God. And it's important for us to make sure that what we stand on is God's word, that our focus is always on the word of God. Because any situation that you face God will always give you the victory as you go through it. So am I saying to you that we should, that, that I mentioned vaccinations, am I saying that, that we shouldn't take a vaccination? I'm not saying that yes, I'm not saying no. But what I'm saying to you is that we need to make sure that as children of God, that we need to be in obedience to what the word of God says and in obedience to how the Holy Spirit is speaking to us concerning our lives and the things that we do. Because a time is coming where you are going to be, make, have to make decisions as to whether you're going to do this because the world is encouraging you to do it, or you're either not going to do it because the word of God said that you shouldn't do it. 2021 is just around the corner. And there's so many things that are in play for next year and beyond as a result of this whole um, pandemic that has taken place. <clears throat> There's been talk of, of uh, you know, having a, um, a one world currency. Um, all of these things combined will have implications on how we live our lives as children of God. But as I've said, the battle isn't against the individuals who are enforcing these things. The battle isn't against uh, Boris Johnson or against uh, Joe Biden or whoever the, the you know, president or the prime minister is in a particular country. But the battle is against the spirits that the enemy is using to influence these individuals or other people in those positions of, of power. And the children of God, God has given us the greatest authority, the greatest uh, 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 weapon that we can use to enforce God's will, and that's prayer. And I said to you already that the essence of spiritual warfare is prayer. And as we continue to press into God in prayer, as we're proactive when it comes to prayer, whatever it is that you're facing, whatever situation that you're in, as you begin to bring these things to God in prayer and you speak God's will and declare God's will, God will ensure that his victory is established and that his will concerning your life is done. Now, I'm conscious of time, so I'm going to have to close here. But I want to pray 
and I want to again just ask you to bring whatever battle you're, that you've been facing before the Lord. You know, I mentioned many things about different types of spiritual battles. And I said the face of the battle at times isn't the focus, it's the spirit behind it. So I want you to pray right now. Any spirit that you, that you recognize being, that has been behind any battle you've been facing, it could be your health, it could be your work situation, it could be your finances, it could be your relationships with people. Where you know that there's a battle you're facing in these areas, I want you to bring those battles before the Lord and begin to speak God's victory over those battles right now. Begin to declare, God, thank you that you've given me victory. Thank you that you've given me victory in these battles that I'm facing. I look to you and I look to myself and I ask you to give me victory. So right now, I want you to just bring whatever battle you're facing and just begin to thank the Lord that he's giving you victory in that battle. Just begin to do that right now and I'll pray on behalf of you as well. Thank you, Father. Lord, we bring your people before you. Lord, I begin to pray right now, Lord God, and ask that, Lord, that you will cause your children to walk in victory. Father, we pray concerning any and every battle that different ones have been facing. It could be their health, it could be their finances, it could be their job, it could be their relationships with people or their family. Father, I pray, oh God, we thank you, oh God, that you have given us everything that we need, oh God, to walk in victory. And I pray on behalf of these ones that you would empower them to walk in your victory, in your power. That every plan of the enemy that you will break and destroy in the name of Jesus. So, Father God, help them, strengthen them. I pray especially also for those who have been feeling overwhelmed by their battle, feeling as though that the battle is too much for them. Father, give them strength, supernatural strength. I pray, oh God, that you help them to walk in victory. Help them, oh God, to have a, an ending that is better than the beginning. Just as you blessed Job, and Job went through the whole. Uh, battle that he went through but in the end he was standing in victory i also pray for these ones that lord that they will stand in victory that they will not be overwhelmed by what's happening but lord you will give them the victory to stand and to endure every situation that they face lord we thank you lord we pray that you'll have your way in the name of jesus amen again you may be here i mentioned many things about spiritual warfare but the, the starting point of warfare in the realm of the spirit is that you have a relationship with Jesus. You may be here and um, you, know, you may not have a relationship with him or you may have had a relationship with him previously and you may have turned back. If that's you, I'm going to pray with you and give you an opportunity for you to, um, to just rededicate yourself to the Lord or start afresh in your relationship with God. So if, that's, if you're here and you want to receive Jesus, you want to begin your relationship with him or you want to reestablish your relationship with him, just pray this prayer after me um, and just repeat our, um, what I say. Say, dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner and I ask for your forgiveness. I believe you died for my sins and rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite you to come into my heart and my life. Help me to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior.
and help me to serve you forever. Amen. Amen. Well, if you said that prayer, then congratulations. You are now rededicated yourself. You have now entered into your, your walk with, uh, with Jesus. Now, I want to encourage, encourage you, if that is you, um, to either contact whoever invited you and um, touch base with them and they'll give you more information. Um, but as a church, we also want to assist and support you as well. So um, feel free to put your details in the chat. Um, and then as a church, we will get in touch with you and just help you on this journey. Um, but also, if you don't want to contact us, um, just contact the person that invited you. Um, and then we'll work with them in terms of uh, speaking and getting in touch with them just to help you on your journey um, uh, and develop your walk with the Lord. Amen. So God bless you. Um, of time, I'll just close in prayer quickly and then I'll hand over to you, Mark. Father, we thank you once again for this word. We thank you for speaking to us this morning. Lord, we surrender ourselves towards you and to you. We pray, oh God, that Lord, that you will touch every single person, every battle that we are facing. Father, we pray that the energy and the desire to pray and to seek you in prayer will increase. We thank you for the victory you've given to us. And we pray that you will help us, oh God, in every battle to look to you and to walk in your total victory. We give you thanks and we give you praise in the name of Jesus. Just pray over to John Mark as well. Also, if anyone needs prayer, so if you want prayer for the things I've mentioned um, in, in, the, in this word, there'll be a time for you to, uh, um, after 11 o'clock, there'll be uh, uh, prayer rooms that have been allocated so we can um, um, allocate you to a room uh, and myself and other members of the team will be there to pray with you. So if you want prayer for the things we prayed into, as I've shared, or if you want prayer for anything at all, um, anything whatsoever, just make, make a note of it in the chat uh, and then you'll be allocated to a prayer room. So um, without further ado, I'll hand over to, to John Mark. But thank you guys for listening. God bless you.